Dirty Hooers. Cross-Atlantic nitpicking about Doctor Who. From four grown adults who should probably know better. From four grown adults who should probably be working. We're not afraid to say it like it is. All the word bollocks. www.dirtyhooers.com Follow us on Twitter at Dirty Hooers. If you like that kind of thing. Also on Facebook. Deal with it. Geronimo! Fantastic. L on C. Cock. With your hosts. Number one assistant. Terry Lightfoot. Oolong Stutters. Stutters. Resident Pixie. Fuchsia Begonia. Lord President. Sam. Hello, programs. We're back again. This time we're going to reviewing Peter Davidson's Black Orchid. I'm having a bit of a Peter Davidson run. Don't worry, we will be rolling the Wheel of Who at the end of this to get some diversity back into the system. Let me see. Black Orchid. Written by Terence Dudley. Terence Dudley did a few other things as well. He did some Target books, but he did King's Demons and Fort of Doomsday. And much to his shame, he also wrote K9 and Company. Hey, now that's not as bad when you watch it again as it was, as I remember it being. Yeah, it is. Ron Jones directed this. He also did Mind Warp and Arc of Infinity and Time Flight and Vengeance on Varos and Frontios. He had a proper run of travesties. However, this is a Peter Davidson, as I say, and Patrick Nissa, Tegan Javanka. It's got Anne Talbot, who looks surprisingly like Nissa. Obviously, Sarah Sutton plays two roles in this. It's a bit of a weird one because mm. it's the first one since Highlanders, which we can never really see properly, but we have all listened to the audio, I'm sure, and it's in the really blurry stills. It's the first one since Highlanders that's actually a pure historical, and I think it's the only one since. Am I right? Yeah, it's the last mm-hmm. historical. Yeah. The last Wait, pure historical. Can I ask a question? Why do you call it a historical? Are any of the characters no aliens? Actual? No aliens. There's no sci-fi. Oh, I see yep. what you're saying. Just, but they don't pull a mask off at the end and go, "Oh, look, it's Mr. Bra- alien from Planet Blah." This golden galleon may be a rare coin, but what would a gorilla want with it? It's not a gorilla, sir. It's <gasps> it's Mr. Dilly. And I would have succeeded hadn't been for these meddling kids. I was reading Wikipedia earlier on today and apparently the closest thing to another episode I believe was Countryside, which was a Touchwood episode. Where I watched that I do yeah. remember being slightly stunned by and going oh my god, there's no aliens. And I remember it stunning Jack in it as well. And it's always worth mentioning Touchwood just to remind ourselves how fucking lucky we actually are that old decent Doctor Who's do exist. Was that the khaki one with the werewolves <laughs> up the mountain eating everybody? Yeah, pretty much. Or, yeah. Were they werewolves? Or no, they were cannibals. Weirdo cannibal killer family, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Well, it's not like I've well, watched it since. Like, I wasn't paying that much attention like to it. It's like one of those classic together. hotel movies where they go to the hotel and everybody gets turned oh, okay. into sausages or something. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Only yeah. not as good. Only not. <laughs> 
But is this any good? That is the question. If you don't know our rating system, well, you fucking should by now. Quite frankly, we're sick of explaining it and no one can explain it effectively. It's not like Terry's, Terry's going to get it. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, Terry will forget it ten seconds after we've gone through it anyway, so, you know. For you Terry's in the audience, we're not wasting our fucking time this time what around. What I have done for this episode, Terry the other day wrote up the Dirty Hose Drinking Game. Oh. We're going to put that on the blog with this entry. There's the Dirty Hose Drinking Game for Black Orchid. So drink along with us during this episode. We all have our beverages of choice. Drink along with us when you see the things on the website. I'm not going to tell all the other guys what those things are because I don't want to force this. Let's just see if any of it happens. Let's see how pissed the audience is. <laughs> At the end of this, go to the blog. It's on the blog with this entry. Look for Black Orchid. Click the thing on the right hand side that says Podcasts. Booyah, motherfucker. Okay, let's get some reviews. Can we please start with Fuchsia? 20 with a bottle of champagne and a box of chockies. Very nice. Very nice. Terence. Okay. <laughs> it goes from 20 to 50, right? Just give us a number. She's going to bitch about this uh, again. Just give us a number. Okay, 20. Just flat 20? Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shut up, shut up, son. Shut up. I'm going to beat you up. Yeah, get in your car. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you in about two days. <laughs> By then, I won't be angry anymore. But <laughs> Right, exactly. <laughs> it's not going to remember why you're angry, though. Like, I know. Collapse I, on the I, fucking I, couch. I, from I don't even know what we're talking oh. about right now. <laughs> why am I in the car? Why are we in the car? We've been driving east for two days. Does this car have a rudder? <laughs> oh. All right. If we do Sputter's thing where we compare it against other episodes from that era, 50. 50. Oh, so now we're following that system? I don't know. I, I, I'm not following that system. I don't necessarily <laughs> know that I agree with him or not, but I'll, I'll run with it this time around. Give it a 50. Okay, be honest, Sen. You love Davison. This is where we give a rating and then shut the fuck up. 50. Oh, <laughs> cop out. <laughs> okay, I'm... Oh, dear, now you see. All right, my problem here is I want to give it a 20, and then I want to give it a really good bonus, but I just can't think of anything eloquent enough as a bonus that I haven't used before. Oh, come on, a twosome with two Sarah Suttons. Oh, man. Yeah, that would do it. That's very good. If at any point you feel that you may like to escape... We're going to use the security code rudimentary papoose. I have to say rudimentary papoose. That's the one. It's lovely, though. She's just adorable, bless her. Yeah, I know. It's kind of creepy, isn't it? She's kind of sisterly in a very innocent way when you meet her. She's utterly adorable. Do you know what? I'm going to agree with Sen, but he's pushed me over the edge. I'm going to go 50. My name is Sarah Sutton, and you're listening to some very old people who you say you were? <laughs> I think this is an episode of sci-fi that only Doctor Who can do. I mean, it's the historical concept. When we reviewed The Five Doctors, I said that I, I didn't necessarily think that the Davison era did profound very well. I don't think it handles great big universal stories all that well. This isn't. This is just really a small-time doctor, a doctor who just wants to explore the universe. He doesn't particularly like getting involved in the big stuff. He's very uncomfortable with it. He kind of regrets sticking his nose in. This is his stick. They show up, he plays some cricket, solves a murder mystery, sticks around for dinner, and leaves. I mean, this is perfect. Yeah, right. This is perfect Davison era, and it's a perfect Doctor Who historical, something that no other sci-fi show can pull off. They show up, they fit right in, 
in. I mean, you can just picture time lords from the past 10 million years doing this, showing up somewhere in a TARDIS, sliding right into the local culture, observing stuff, recording for the Matrix, and hightailing it out of there. This is what they do. Yeah, this one You're went a little a bit. Time with... Lord fanboy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's yeah. Nothing wrong yeah. there. It's why he's our friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shit. Exactly. This, this is perfect. They didn't try to do too much with the story. It's two parts. It's paced well. It's acted well. The goofy little thing they threw in with having someone that looks just like Nyssa. Maybe that's why the TARDIS decided to bring him there. Because you know every once in a while the TARDIS kind of gets its say and they just show up somewhere. There's precedent in the Doctor Who universe for that already. You know, we had Ramana regenerate into an exact lookalike of someone. Yeah, it just works. It's simple. It's effective. It's crisp. The script moves along. It's very 20s. The era is done very well. I mean, yeah, they show up at a train station. There's nobody there because they already spent their costume budget. But still, it is done well. (laughs) The cars are accurate. The fashion, the housing, everything. One thing the BBC can do, it's costume drama. And at that point in time, it did still have its bloody big warehouse full of costume from every costume drama that had ever been made. So you could just go in and pick out anything that you needed. Exactly. Yeah. Really, they managed to make it low budget and be able to... Yeah, Homburgs, Angels, Homburgs, places like that, even now, are just full of all that sort of costume to this day. I just think it was an excellent story of Doctor Who. Oh, damn you guys, because now you're, like, swaying me. I'm so easy to convince. <laughs> um, I was ready to rip this a new asshole. And Come on, rip it. Eh, I've lost my If we think you don't worry, we'll take it. <laughs> I was a little bothered by the fact that she looked precisely like this other... I don't know. I guess I was just being too logical. I know. So never, never attempt to apply logic to Doctor Who. You're going to come away badly hurt. (laughs) I know. Stupid, right? Because I overlook all kinds of crap in Doctor Who, and suddenly I get all pedantic about this. I love the fact that Adric was out of the way, stuffing his face. Oh, that was oh, funny, no. actually. I thought that was funny. That was and hilarious. Notice the way his plate had all vegetables on it as well. Now, yeah. I don't know if Matthew Waterhouse is, but his people pretty much just ate vegetables, if you remember right. where he came from. I know. Yeah. I watched Visitation again recently. There's a nice comment about that. No, I heal quicker than you people. You forget he's, he's alien. He, some people may know, is not my favorite companion, to say the least. So I found it comical that he was stuffing his face <laughs> and out of the way from the plot. You yeah, know, he did fuck. I thought that was the really good place for him. He didn't bother me so much. He was funny. Tegan, for once, is happy and non-whining. I don't know what the fuck. What's going on there? She was great. She was great. With the sweet old guy who's flattering her and being nice to her. And she really suits the twenties. She really looked great in the flapper outfit and stuff. She looked fantastic. I really wished she'd be like this more often because I kind of like that she's a little touchy and contradicting the doctor. But the way they've always made her just consistently all the time whiny takes away from what little charm she could have. I love seeing the doctor kick ass at cricket, finally making his costume logical. Apart from the celery, that was nice. Although you know what would have been really cool if he had someone given him a bloody mary and then he'd just like take the celery off his shirt. Oh yeah, that would have been good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Decorative, restorative, and good to eat. The story's really Agatha Christie, and I wonder if it inspired that new one, The Wasp and whatever. 
blah blah blah. Oh, and, this uh, is just so so much better than that episode. Oh, I know. Uh, <laughs> I did like the whole mystery thing. I liked all the secondary and ancillary characters were really fun, and everyone wearing the costumes, and there was so much lightness. It wasn't really heavy. That was really nice. Fuck, I can't say anything bad about this now. God damn it. <laughs> you took it all away from me. I, I was just ready to diss the shit out of it, and now I really it's not occurring to me anymore. It has to be said, when this came out on DVD and we got hold of it and we watched it again, it wasn't as good as I remember it from the first time I saw it in the 80s. When I saw it in the 80s, I thought it was absolutely brilliant. It's one of the last ones I remember actually watching at the time, up until Five Doctors, when I you know, deliberately made an effort to come back and watch that. The fact that it is short, sweet, nicely plotted, nicely paced, it's got some good British character actors in it. Murray Watson's always lovely, bless him, the guy who was playing the police chief. As you say, <laughs> Tegan, happy, enjoying herself. It's actually quite Shakespearean in a lot of respects with the twins and the mistaken mm. identities and people dressing up as each other. and Classic stories. Yeah. The one thing mm-hmm. that stopped it from being a 50 for me was basically I've never understood the need to have the two brothers being identical. That never made sense to me. Why did the guy in the attic, before he was scarred... Be Why is that even bothering you? I don't know, it just does. It's just, it's pointless. Do you compulsively straighten <laughs> pictures as well? No. You surprise me. To reach them. Oh yeah, good point. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's the only thing that really ever bothered me about it. Why does he have to look the same? It actually makes Anne really creepy by the fact that she's not bothered about the fact she's effectively knocking off this bloke who looks identical to her dead fiancé. It's a bit weird. But other than that, no, it's brilliant. Adric's out of it most of the time. They're taking the mickey out of him the odd bits of time he is in it. The costumes are great. You can see they're all freezing to death during that party, which is hilarious. <laughs> you know, never try to do outside parties in Britain. You will freeze to death. And no matter what time of year you film them. And it's just, it's a really nice little story. And I miss historicals. I really, really do miss pure historicals, but they'll never, ever do one again. I do too. I don't see why they can't. Why in the new Doctor Who does every story have to fucking save the universe? Because there are only two that didn't have aliens in. There's only two. It's more traditional Doctor Who to not. But I see Doctor Who as being such an open format. You can do anything in it. So there's no rule that says you can't. Well, I mean, they had the perfect opportunity with seeing, as we've mentioned it, Unicorn and the Wasp. It didn't have to be an alien. It could have just been an Agatha Christie murder mystery. And it would have been better if it had have been just a straight Agatha Christie murder mystery. What about the Van Gogh episode? I think they cocked that one up too by yeah. putting the dumbass the giant yeah. chicken half dinosaur thing in it <laughs> just having yeah, both of those would have been better as historicals I think. but he was blind that poor chicken I'm not very That's sympathetic to chickens right now chop the head off put them in the pot oh. <laughs> a pox upon their house oh. right my go yeah uh, all I can add is um, yeah what they said <laughs> Because you kind of said it all, really. One of the big things for me was it's very 1920s. It's very murder mystery. It's very sort of post-war. It does have an air of Brideshead revisited to it. It has an air of families trying to protect what they've got left, which is very little. Their reputation in this case. I love the fact that so much of it is done in fancy dress. I fucking hate clowns, as everybody knows. The Harlequin costume was a really good choice. I loved all the secret passages and all the sneaking around and the finding of bodies. It's so 20s murder mystery. It was very nice to see Davison in his dressing gown with his chest out. Ooh, yeah. I didn't even notice. 
Not that he's extremely manly, you know. I mean, most doctors, they're nerds themselves. Except for John Pertwee, who can crush a man's nuts just by looking at him. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. To give you a look. It's been weeks since I saw it, but I remember being a little shocked by the ending when that guy just falls off or jumps off. It just seemed a little harsh and violent all of a sudden when there seemed to be the promise of some kind of resolution there, and then, bam, they... Killed the poor motherfucker. Yeah, but read Agatha Christie and Conan Doyle. It's very, mm-hmm. very typical. Yeah. yeah, natural justice. He's killed two guys. Yes. Mm-hmm. He gets his uh-huh. comeuppance. Yeah, okay. right. Stylistically, it, it's bang on. Mm-hmm. And I adore the cricket grain. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's brilliant. <laughs> just the bit where he's walking towards it. He goes, oh, what pace are you? meet him and he just goes, fast. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Fucking, yeah. Come on. The one thing this, yeah. this fop is good at. Fantastic. Was it Squiffy or something <laughs> Squiffy. he sent him? Absolutely. And that's really nice. That's quite sinister at the beginning. And what's really sinister is when he goes, well, the other doctor, the master, obviously. And he goes, what? Yes. Of like, I, I mean, I knew who he was talking about. I didn't when I first saw it, but I know now, obviously. But it's so beautifully played. Putting that together, you know, WC Grace, brilliant. Love that. What the fuck are you talking about? Cricket. Is this like a cricket sports thing? Yeah, yeah. He was a very famous cricketer. A big beard, body line. Imagine there's several Tom Bakers in the sack, actually. Body line. I'm I'm making a motion with my arm here. Body line. No, never mind. It was Donald Bradman. Yes, but he was of the era. No, he wasn't. What do you fucking want? Shut up. Shut the fuck up, I'm not well. I may have misunderstood. Donald Bradman's the 20s. W.G. Grace was Victorian Edwardian? Yeah. Oh, it doesn't fucking matter. You and your Wikipedia. Fuck off. <laughs> I'm just gonna turn you down. Yeah. Uh, Alright, so are we done? Right. What quotes? Oh! Quotes. Right. I like For quotes, it. it has to be where the nuts come from. <laughs> oh. Yes, I did think He's in that. that situation again, isn't he? Where he's just been accused of a murder, but in this one he's like, oh, just enough yeah. snap. Yeah. yeah, I know, it was great. It's yeah. predictable now. Oh, look, all right, I'll tell you what, let's just get this over with. I'm a time lord, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> look at me. Get it? Oh, God, there's no way around this. <laughs> it's so if funny. well-resigned kind of... Because yeah, that's two things you could guarantee with the Davidson. One, he's going to pass out, and two, he's going to be accused of murder within seconds of stepping out the front right. of the <laughs> <laughs> Can I go with a quote? Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be cricket. Yes, I do rather like. What do you do with a cocktail in the bath? Drink it, old boy. <laughs> yeah, that was cute. I like the steam engine one. Where the doctor says, as a boy, I always wanted to drive yeah. one. Really? Now, was he just saying that? Or? Of course, yeah, you know. Yeah. Did he really know about Earth when he was a kid? Yeah. Like, oh, God, maybe they have to An Earth fan from back then. He had yeah. like, books on Earth and he was reading yeah. about steam technology and going, or, or oh, I fancy myself to... a steampunker. Maybe we need to get one in on New Gallifrey. He said that, and I got this image in my head of this little kid sitting up under the silver tree with a book about steam engines that he nicked from some team that went to visit Earth when he's just sitting there flipping through the book like, I'm going to get deep shit for stealing this. Yeah, <laughs> or maybe found it in a giant 
Time Lord library. Or yeah, something. right. And he just walked off with it and went and read about steam engines. <laughs> when I grow up, I'm going to wear Victorian outfits and drive I'm going to go west and drive steam trains. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> what do you want to be when you grow up? Well, he didn't say a firefighter. He wants to drive steam engines. The doctor's an earth nerd. Yeah, he oh, is. <laughs> Time flies by when you're a driver of a train. Trumps and with a cargo of cocaine I get high when I'm the pilot of a plane Touching down in Cumberwood I'm stoned out of my brain Okay, guys, are we done and dusted? Yeah. I think so. Anyone got anything to yeah. add before we blow this Gestapo, Carsey? Yeah, I mean, we all know that Davidson's era was weak. It was when it was on its last legs. A certain person who's normally known by a three-letter acronym really was driving it into the floorboards. It's just a shame. It could have been so much more. I do have a big soft spot for Davidson's doctor because he's so world-weary. It doesn't matter what he does. It always goes horribly, horribly wrong, despite his best intentions. And again, like the sixth doctor, he just didn't really get a particularly fair crack of the whip, which is a terrible shame. Yeah, I think you're right in some ways. And to be honest, re-watching a lot of these, if you re-watch the highlights where the money was actually spent or it was fairly simple to do, the Davidson years do have some good stuff. I've just given two things a 50. For me, yeah, it's quite rare because I do feel there's a lot of bad, plinky-plonky music and badly realised stuff uh-huh. in the Davidson oh, era. Yeah. And I was never a fan of him, but to be honest... A lot of that comes from the fact that I was bitter because he wasn't Tom Baker anymore. When I was a kid, I just never settled with him. I didn't really settle with a doctor until Sylvester McCoy, really. That is definitely a perennial problem, apparently, with Doctor Who fans, because we've got that same thing going on with all the Tenet people. Yeah, I was. Mm. Cannot let go of David Tenet. You know what, though? I'm looking at the episode guide, and Davison had a 50 or close to a 50 in each season. He was the doctor for three seasons, and he had a classic great Doctor Who episode once a year. Not even every doctor has done that. That's true. Certainly not Tennant. No, and certainly not McCoy's first season. Oh, God, no. And I'm sorry, in my opinion, and you three may not agree with me, there were a couple Tom Baker seasons that sure as hell didn't either. Yeah, especially towards the end. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, folks, so we are out of here. Let us, before we go, roll the Wheel of Who for next time and see what we're going to review. Bad Wolf and the Parting of the Ways. Huh? Oh. So that's Bad Wolf and Parting of the Ways. And Eccleston, let's see how we do on that next time round. Thank you very much, folks, for all your kind words over on the Facebook page. Don't forget, this has been brought to you by the Dirty Hoers Drinking a Game, which is posted along with this on the blog at Dirty Hoers. Dot com. We have been Terence Lightfoot, Fuchsia Begonia, Lord President Sen, and Ulon Sputters Sputnik. Good night. Good night. Good night all. You've been listening to the Dirty Hooers Doctor Who podcast. Follow us on iTunes or at DirtyHooers.com. Find us on Twitter at Dirty Hooers. Oh yeah, we're also on Facebook. See you next time. So, go to the bog. Go, go to the bog. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Go to the bog. <laughs> go to the blog. That's dirtyhillers.com. That's dirtyhillers.com.